Hello everyone and welcome to the 291st episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on May 31st, 2021. Why are we doing an episode of the Quarantine Cast instead of voluntary viewing, you might ask? Because life happens, you know? Sometimes you're just sitting around thinking you're super pumped about your move to Los Angeles and then the lease, leasing documents finally come over and then you have a moment of like, oh, this is real now. This is a real thing that's happening. Damn. You have panic, even though you know you shouldn't. Yeah. Those finally came? I, yes, and I, I didn't realize rent was due on the 15th, which makes this entire process make a lot more sense to me now. Oh. Yeah. I was wondering that. Am I paying? This is all, this is not <laughs> podcast content, I'm realizing. <laughs> we should probably take that all offline. <laughs> that's we can we can hash out those details later yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely how are you what doing? else is going on uh a, a major u.s general uh is is saying that we should have a coup like myanmar mm. Mm, i missed that you know Ah, yeah, no, General Flynn is like, I admire what happened in Myanmar. It should happen here. So that was cool. (laughs) Oh, added a QAnon rally in Dallas as well. (laughs) So, I mean, that, 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 I forget what the process of call, that seems like cause for a discharge, dishonorable discharge, just... A military person being at a QAnon rally. Yeah, no, it's absolutely it's it's court martial. A lot of people yeah. are calling for it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna see. Nothing's gonna happen, I'm sure. But yeah, oh no, it was fun. Yeah. That was a fun one. It was great. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, life is just chugging along. You know. Do anything for the holiday weekend. Yeah, I went down to Irvine. Ooh. Had a nice uh, little vacation, like mini vacation. Went to the beach. Hell yeah. Played some pickleball. Went to some restaurants. I just learned what pickleball is, unrelated to, to you saying that. And fun all-ages sport, it seems like. Yeah, hop in. Uh, yeah. Me and Ian used to play a lot. Ooh. Um, me and Angel have been playing it to prep. You could, we could, we could play some doubles. We just, you and Ian would have to get rackets, and then we could head on out. I do want to work on that low core strength that that sport seems to engender. So, okay, hell yeah, yeah. it's a fun, it's a, it's a good time. As I get so. older, I realize the holidays that are just you don't have to do anything except not work are maybe my favorite holidays. <laughs> Memorial Day, Labor Day, no big obligations, no big traditions, really. Just like, yeah, man, vibe out. Do you? Yeah. Don't work though. MLK Day now. Now that you're Ooh, in California, and yeah, it's actually recognized <laughs> and is a fe- is considered a holiday. I was Wisconsin like the only state that didn't honor that. Sometimes it feels like it, right? <laughs> No idea why we would still go to school and stuff. Uh, it, well, there are our values right there. 
Yeah. Mm. It's Wisconsin for you, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. I recently saw all of the Oath Keepers that were indicted for the Capitol insurrection back oh. in January. And like a list of all the people and where they were from and stuff. And god damn, Florida. Like, you just... Yep. It's something else. It's a stereotype, but damn, man. Like, it's just you really go for it, Florida. Yeah. You don't you don't take prisoners apparently. I don't Is there is there something in that state's history that like just the wildest people moved there in mass and have been hanging out? Like I don't know, I know there was a whole big migration of people living in the Appalachian Mountains out of there. I think around like when manufacturing started to overtake farming as like a the major career focus in the U.S. Did mm-hmm. all the just sickos from that area go to Florida <laughs> instead of Ohio? Yeah, I have literally no idea. Ohio's not great either. No, <laughs> but yeah, what the what, why why? Yeah, <laughs> it's almost a meme at this point. Mm-hmm. Is it like drug culture? Like just kind of evolved like a. A scene that then, like, devolved into drug addicts in their 40s and 50s that just made it not the most desirable place. And then you get a lot of retirees from northern states and you get a lot of uh, Cuban immigrants who are, uh, like, very conservative as a, like, rejection of Castro and socialism and communism. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It's a weird vibe in Florida, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's it, kind of a melting pot in a lot of ways, I suppose. Far be it for me to judge, but I feel like the issues they uh, have with Castro had are kind of independent of uh, communism. Uh, Castro, Castro had a whole other deal going on besides that. Yeah, it's a situation. I. Yeah. Or is it just that you got to be a little nutty to deal with 100 degree heat and 100% humidity practically year round? I don't know. For some people like my mom, she likes humidity because she has like a lot of like dry skin and stuff going on. And so like if she were to move here, she'd die like in SoCal with no with no humidity whatsoever where it's like really dry. So at least that. But. I don't know, fam. And now, and now you saying that I get dry skin in the winter. Really hoping that's just a cold thing and uh, not gonna have to be moisturizing like a fiend going forward. It wouldn't be in the winter. Like the winter is our ret season, Mm. and yeah, like the if it is a cold thing, then you won't worry about that. Obviously, yeah, I would definitely think more middle of the summer when it hits when it hits one ten. Not a. It hasn't rained in like four months. Like that. That's what I imagine. Where, uh, the, the any any dryness would come into play, but you never know. Maybe that's yeah, cold. I have been. So I have been making a strong point of the move being that I'll, well, I'll be able to run year round. I'll be able to you know keep up my distance running no problem. Conveniently forgetting that uh, wildfire season is a thing and air quality issues are, eh, okay, you're shaking your head a little bit. I would say that's like a week or two out of the year where you would legitimately like, they're like, don't go outside. Like it is unhealthy for all ages. Like there's, 
there's like for sensitive groups mm-hmm. don't exercise there's there's like different levels and all those warnings are on all of our phones like saying yeah. like all right for now don't blah 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 so i mean in comparison with yeah like the snowing freezing wasteland for six months out of the year it's nothing okay and if you go in the morning it'd be gorgeous like oh. it'd be like 73 as the sun rises like mm-hmm. even on the hottest possible days you know and then the winter, yeah, if it's like fifty five, I'm imagining that's totally chill running weather. That's definitely so. that's definitely the plan. Stave off adjusting to the time zone as long as possible and just mm. get those morning runs in. Get into that routine. Yeah. No, if you're just if you're waking up at eight AM in Wisconsin, just wake up at six AM here for a while and Booyah. You know. There you go. Bada bing. Bada block. Bada bing. I can't <laughs> I still can't. Plug. I still can't believe I got that domain. I also know that that is probably the best thing I'll ever write. So, you know, a little little bit of a double-edged sword. One of the first things you ever did, and it's the best thing you'll ever do. How do you you live with that? How do you cope? (laughs) I mean, you know what? There are plenty of baseball players who started out their career batting a thousand. And then just accepted the fact that, man, yeah, this is it. This is as good as it's going to get for me. It's all downhill from here. Cannot do better. Mm. Yeah, Orson Welles made Citizen Kane. That was his very first movie. Jesus Christ. His his Citizen Kane was his very first movie. And it was Citizen Kane. (laughs) Oh, speaking of uh, Rip to a Real One... Paddington 2, no longer the top-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> they found one bad review, so we're down to I 99. Love doing that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big thing on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently, is killing those 100% movies. <laughs> they, they must be doing it on purpose, right? At this point, the fact that there's been two 100% positive mm-hmm. movies taken down within like the last couple weeks like it does feel like they're hunting for it it reeks of like a very specific niche subreddit is now on the case for this stuff yeah, yeah. They- i mean and like it's it is fair enough like those reviews aren't recent reviews mm-hmm. made by contrarians like they were reviews in the time I do remember the Paddington 2 review was kind of weird. Like, it was like, hmm, like, this movie's supposed to be charming and delightful, and I found it neither. And it's like, if you didn't think Paddington 2, like, if you had problems with the overarching story structure and thought it was kind of contrived, sure. But, like, you went after the parts that it's kind of inarguably. Like, you you went after its strength, the part that no one can really assail. That was kind of weird. So... Oh well, just the most stern-faced man ever alive. Nope, didn't listen any sense of whimsy in me. Zero out of ten. Yeah, no. Anton Ego going in there with his (laughs) ballpoint pen and just like I I found it to be uh, just lacking any heart. There was no emotion whatsoever with just the completely straight emotionless delivery yeah um so i'm on the top 100 movies of all time on rotten tomatoes right now Ooh, can you link it 
Yeah, dropping that in the chat. Um, they don't sort it by score fully. So, okay. like, the number one movie right now is at 99%. It, ha- it happened one night, 1934. So I'm not sure what their eligible movies are here. based on their adjusted scores. Adjusted? Yeah, I don't know how they're adjusting them, but well, I, they are adjusting them. Is a 99 from 1934 a hundred today? What there is what they're saying? I have literally no idea. Oh, Modern guess. Times, too. Number two. Huh. Two movies. Uh, of the top five, yes. four of them were made before World War II. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I feel like that's a little bit of a problem. I don't know. Modern, yeah. modern talkies were invented, what, in like 1916 or something? Like a mm. modern, what we consider a movie? Yeah. Like, we're really going <laughs> to claim that, like... The first 25 years of cinema had four of the top five movies ever, and then the next hundred had one. It and it's does. Black Panther. <laughs> and it's Black Panther. <laughs> it like, does seem on. like come this on, list man. is conflating influential with best. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I will <laughs> say It Happened One Night is considered like the origin of romantic comedy. So like, yeah, I get it. And yeah, Citizen Kane... If you watch that movie, it's like that's every movie now, <laughs> borrowing from it. But like um, first the the ones made in the last few years that made this the top ten are just such a smorgasbord of <laughs> movies like Black Panther, Parasite, which I would argue could belong in there, yeah. Avengers Endgame, what <laughs> uh, okay. Knives Out, good movie. Don't know if it's a top ten all time movie. Um, and then Us, which only has a 93%. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I saw it good, not great. <laughs> Definitely not even close to Get Out. Like, <laughs> Get Out is a masterpiece. Get Out is Jordan Peele's magnum opus. Us Ooh. feels like the movie he made after he made the movie he really wanted to make, <laughs> which was Get Out. I do see uh, Get Out number 15 on this list, and I feel like that is a uh, slim number of writer-directors who are taking in more than one spot on this list. Right. And yeah, and Jordan Peele's only done two features, so... out right away. Yeah, both of his features are top 15 all-time movies. But yeah, Get Out has a 98% and an 86% audience score, whereas Us has a 93%, so it's lower, even though it's mm-hmm. rated higher... And a 59% audience score. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where this adjusted score is. There, there are some leaps in logic in us that you are either down for or you are not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. Like, I think most people oh. I've heard who watched that didn't like it. No. <laughs> How in the world is that in here? I it. Okay, this is going to be a little bit of a transition, but uh, I finally watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ooh. Yeah. What'd you think? I it I enjoyed most of the vignettes. Mm-hmm. Uh however I think that narrative structure maybe doesn't suit the Cohen brothers uh writing strengths super well. 
I think they're very good at setting up a lot of ideas in a story and then by the end, if not wrapping them all up, at least feeling like everything had a satisfying conclusion. Um, and then also I definitely, I definitely could tell this was a movie that was always going to go on Netflix because yeah, even with the vignettes, even with the ability to pause between stories, it still felt like a very long movie and maybe not the most economical in places. Huh? Yeah. That's fair. What was your favorite vignette? (sighs) I think either Buster Scruggs himself. Or the Prospector one, if only... Yeah, I don't think... And maybe this is me. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't think I have been that shocked by a movie in a long time after he gets shot in the back. And then a good couple of minutes go by. (laughs) And then he's still alive. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking... He's a survivor. Yeah. No, I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I, I I need I need a list because I think I remember all of them, but I'm not positive. There's the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's the one that kicks yes. it off, which I liked a lot, and it's probably my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Pan Shot. Pan with James Shot. Franco, right. Pan which, Shot. Yeah, which is pretty fucking golden too. <laughs> like I like that one. That one is in the same vein as like Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and that it's super over the top, which makes it awesome and like really enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. There's the Prospector one. There's the um, Liam Neeson uh, yeah. and the and the boy telling the stories. That um, one I did not care for. That one I was mixed on. I thought it was, I thought yeah. it was decent. It was enjoy. It was like interesting enough to watch. Um, mm-hmm. There was the girl who got rattled, which is my favorite, hundred percent. Like not even close. Cool. Girl who got rattled, number one. Um, and then there was the waiting for whatever the fuck, like in the carriage. Right? That's Which all six? Was, was it six? Yes, it was six. And that carriage, they were absolutely all dead in that one. Like, the yeah. the three other passengers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a play on, I think, an old stage mm-hmm. play or something like that. Waiting for whatever the fuck. But, yeah. I And I let, I think my my power rankings is one, <laughs> Girl Who Got Rattled, two, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, three... Yeah, probably Pan Shot, four Prospector, five, uh, the, uh, I don't know what to call the Liam Neeson and the young boy, yeah. uh, and then six, the uh, carriage one. You didn't care for that one? No, not really. Okay. It wasn't my cup of tea. I thought it went out, and maybe it was because it was the end, and I was yeah. really hoping it was going to go like, wham, and like blow my fucking mind. And I was just kind of like, yeah. I. I will say Billy Knapp is about the most frontier American-sounding name <laughs> I have ever heard. <laughs> yep. Right. That, that is a person that can only exist in that period of time. Yeah. Mm. No, that's pretty golden. But yeah, you weren't, you weren't big on Girl Who Got Rattled, huh? I was really into that one. Um, I enjoyed it, too. I It... I didn't like her maybe as much as I should have. I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, if she was maybe a little more active in her situation, I think I would would have enjoyed the story more. Hmm. 
I think that upped the horror and the terror for me. Oh, that's fair. Was the fact that she wasn't as act. She clearly was not prepared for the situation that they had found themselves on as right. You know, frontiers settlers. Like, yeah, it yeah. Was, I kept. It was brutal. I I don't know the um. I think maybe the uh, kind of title page and the uh, quote from the narrative device of this being a book that is being turned into a movie put me back a bit because this one, it was something to the effect of Mr. Arthur had no idea what he would tell Billy Knapp. So I just, I thought she was going to pull one over on everybody eventually. That's where my Mm. mind was at as the story was going on. And that just never happened. And that was maybe an unfair expectation to put on it, but that's what I feel like I got set up for. Yeah. You almost got it ruined for you by expectations yeah. yeah no i i never read into any of those i, I think okay. p- potentially like to avoid that exact type of situation is i just kind of put them out of my mind it was just like oh i don't know whatever that means but yeah god fucking damn it dude i, I don't know it got me it got me it sucked me yeah. in. i was like this is this is how you tell a short story i am into all these characters and the big reveal at the end fucking crushed me I, I I I felt like Mr. Arthur, like my heart sank so low into my stomach. I was just like, "Oh my fucking god, this is the saddest shit ever!" Like this didn't oh, have to happen. What's the you line? Know? Like, you ought not have done that, or something like that. It yeah. yeah. It's fucking, and it, it, I think the same thing with the ending <laughs> of the Liam Neeson. Boy, what it fucked me up, man! Like I was, yeah. I kind of knew it was coming, but I, you don't think they're gonna go there. You think there's gonna be something that that changes that's gonna end the story, but nah, it's just a sad no, story. I, <laughs> like, I, I knew that was coming the moment things started going bad. Like that's, I, I, I kind of did too. But yeah. like once again, I, I was kind of like you, but it worked for me in that I was just yeah. like, well, something's gonna happen, right? Like it's a story. Like something mm-hmm. crazy happens that changes everyone's fortunes, and nope. I, I very much enjoyed Pan Shot. I very much enjoyed the James Franco <laughs> one, where it was just a comedy of errors. <laughs> um, <laughs> and fucking, is it Stephen Dorff? Is that that guy's name? From from Office Space and shit like Barry. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at Stephen Dorff. Fucking goddamn. <laughs> she had fucking spry for sixty something. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> when when he when he immediately starts to rob him and you think, well, that's just a helpless old man. He's not, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> no, and, nope. then they, and then they kind of set that one up too. And he was like, oh, second one tried to rob him. Well, his legs got all busted up, and I had to keep him the, 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 had to keep him safe. <laughs> For two weeks, because the sheriff only makes a lap every once a month, and you just come by. Like, oh, you just has shotguns on the floor. Um, yeah, I think I would have liked that one uh, if I had watched this movie sooner to when it came out in 2018, because uh, everybody, everybody's just kind of getting a little sick of James Franco and his uh, James Franco stuff, right? <laughs> like, James Franco's got shit going down. I don't yeah. know. He, he's charismatic. Right? He is that... definitely charismatic, so it's hard to not enjoy it a little bit you know but he's like it seems like he has been in teenagers dms since like it was cool for a celebrity to be in a teenagers dms (laughs) and now that we are well past that it's like well is he grandfathered in like some other older celebrities or are we like "Eh, well he's still doing it (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know man 
his his performances usually they usually get me. I'm, I'm usually on his character's side. So, yeah. and also Ballad of Buster Scruggs, like Jesus Christ, yeah. um, God, I forgot that actor's name, and that's so frustrating for me because I I, I had it you know for a while after this movie mm-hmm. came out because he's in a lot of stuff and right. he's a very recognizable guy. And then I was like, oh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I'm gonna actually remember this guy's name. And now I want to die because I can't remember it. And he's in all sorts of shit. He was in Holes. Oh, what? He's in Holes, for God's sake. Tim Blake Nelson. That's Who did he play in Holes? Uh, he played the uh, assistant to, what's it called? Um, to the, the warden. Not the warden. Do they call her the warden? I don't know. No, I know the character you described. Her as well. That's right. He was the, uh, I want to say counselor. like. Yeah, like he the was like a counselor for one. the camp, right? And also, well, the, he was like nicer. Yeah, like you know, he was I, better than the other monsters. And I now realize that the third antagonist in that movie is implied to be a trans man or woman or so, like a, a trans character. Mm. Holes might not hold up. Mm. It happens a lot. Yeah, but mm. yeah. No, he's he's been he's been some good shit. He was also in um, one of my favorites, the uh, fucking what? Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's uh, legendary shit. Oh, and Watchmen. That's right, Watchmen. Huh. Recently in the HBO series Watchmen, I think that was part of it too. Uh, it was like Battle of Buster Scruggs and Watchmen. I'm like, I gotta learn this guy's name. Dang. Then I forgot it because I'm a monster. Dude's getting high profile gigs lately. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep working. Do it. Hopefully, come eventually. Um, we didn't do a clap sync at the top of this one. Breaking recent tradition, so I think we're gonna do one of those and then transition to the wacky post roll. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect episode of the Quarantine Cast, episode 291. Oh, we're going to have to figure out if we're doing anything for 300. Right. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're basically confirmed to get to 300 now, right? Yeah. Maybe it's if a couple not. A couple weeks away. Yeah, if not uh, this week, the following, or possibly early the one after that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. God, that's too many podcasts. <laughs> what are you? What are all of you doing out there listening to this? Come on, come on, come on, guys. You can do better. We do appreciate it, though. And if you like this episode of the Quarantine Cast, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube for highlight clips. Uh, voluntary viewing at gmail.com is our email. For questions and business opportunities, act blue, link, act blue link in the description down below. If you want to make a donation to some great progressive causes, we have a Patreon if you want to help keep the lights on here. At V2 underscore podcast is our Twitter, which you should follow for updates. And at Lucas the Writer is my Twitter, which you should follow to keep up with all of my writing. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week. And... Yeah, schedule's going to be a little little weird this week with the move and just the life happening. So, 
keep you updated on that Twitter. Thanks. Good luck out there.